Maybe. Well, hi guys. Hello. And welcome to Nerds of the Night. I'm one of your hosts, Jade. And I am your other host, Ashley. I don't know, it's fun to say Okay. <laughs> so yes, though, um, Halloween is over. We still have one more episode of Spooky Season. Spooky Season. Spooky. Even though it's over. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> and they're thawing out Mariah Carey at this moment. No. <laughs> no. Silence. spooky season to be all year <laughs> yes um so one thing i wanted to sort of talk about like before we jump in and this is really just a quick thing hello blake hello that's not what i was gonna talk about but there's there's a blake here and yes blake is the <coughs> doggo she is a very cute girl yes who thinks that she is super innocent but we all know better. Yes, we do. So, um, not long ago, they released the trailer for the new Resident Evil movie, Welcome to Raccoon City. And everything I keep seeing on there, I'm, okay, I'm excited for it. I'm not extremely thrilled about the cast because I think the cast isn't, like, I love the actors, but the people chosen for those roles it doesn't completely feel like they fit the role but anyways i keep seeing the comments on it and a lot of people are just like you know you why not go with the original cast where's alice and everything i think what people don't really realize is that jane ate cat poop Mm-hmm. <coughs> but no, I think what people don't really realize is this movie specifically is based exactly off of the video games. Mm-hmm. The movies were an idea from the video games, but it's nothing like the video games. Alice is not in any of the video games. Yeah. And the only thing in those movies that's also in the video games, other than the zombies, is Nemesis. Other mm. than that... Nothing? Nothing. They um, were just like, going off the rails on a crazy train. Yes. Alice is an OC. OC. Yes. Yeah. For, specifically for the movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's great. I love the movies and everything. But I am an extreme lover of the video games. I have not played them in order. Um, the first one, of course, I played was back when it really originally came out when it, on PlayStation, and that's um, Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get past just one part of it, so I stopped playing because, I mean... Not saying I'm much better at video games today, mm-hmm. but I was worse back then. Yeah. So I couldn't do that. Uh, but now, 
Um, so the first one I fully played through was Biohazard and then Village, and now I'm going through. I'm just about done with Resident Evil 2. But it, it, it's great because with the games, the first few games happen really within like maybe in this time frame of maybe a month of each other. Oh, wow. Because Resident Evil 2 is what goes down in Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 1 is the Stars team going on a mission to find one of their other team members just to come across, you know, the mansion where a lot of the stuff happened, a lot of the mutations and stuff were kept secret there. Yes. And then Resident Evil 3 is like 24 hours before the events of Resident Evil 1. Oh, cool. So, yeah. That's just a... I feel like we covered all of that in a different episode. We did, if you (laughs) want to look back on it. Yeah. But no, it, it's just a thing for the fans. Uh, this movie yeah. is not based off of the other movies. It is based off of the video games. Which I feel like that's actually a lot better of a thing to do because I really, I, I don't I don't usually get upset about these things because I view them all as different. If, they're, mm-hmm. it's, if it's a different format, a different story, then it's just different. That's how I try to view it. But when you take something... And you're like, okay, this is what it is. And then you make it completely different from what it is. Yeah. That I feel like that's a little bit of an insult to the original creators. Like. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. The rest of the evil movies are great, but those movies are based off of the premise of the games. I mean, the yeah. original game came out in, like, the 90s. Yeah. So they, like box characters oh, and everything wow. like that. Oh, wow. Really bad graphics. That's and they remastered day. them and oh, it's great. But, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. It's just, yeah. <coughs> I feel I feel like it's a really good thing that they're coming out with one that's actually based on the games. Um, and with the trailer as well, like, it has exact, like, you know, the creatures moments and everything from the video games i'm yeah. just like I'm, I'm gonna love this movie and then i looked up the cast and again the the actors are not bad but i really do not feel like they meant for for those roles the actor playing um leon is the guy that played Beck in Victorious. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Great actor. Um, I don't know how I feel about him in that role. Mm. Um, Chris Redfield is being played by Robbie Amell. He was originally... He's in the movie, like, Duff and stuff like that yeah so a lot of smaller roles but <coughs> but then again this is also when chris was extremely young yeah 
I, yeah, I do think, uh, I, oh, you're not here. I'm sorry. You're good. Um, Claire Redfield is being pie, being played by. (laughs) Being pie. Being pie. (laughs) Being pie. Whoa, you can be pie? Yeah. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, by. <laughs> um, Kaya Golderlario, she played Teresa in the Ra- in the Maze Runner movies. Huh. Again, don't know yeah. how I feel about her for Claire. Yeah, not not a terrible actress, but by the way that I've heard, <coughs> I've heard the descriptions of the character Claire, I, I mean, don't know. Honestly, that one might actually be good because you know mm-hmm. people semi see Claire as a bit of a badass, but at the same time, she's fairly down to earth. Um, Jill Valentine is being played by Hannah John Kamen. She played Ava slash Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay. So the one they were trying to help. Alright. And da-da-da! And one of the other big ones is <coughs> Wesker, um, which, I mean, if you go back on the other episodes, you can really see who Wesker is, but in this one, I'm not going to spoil, like, who exactly Wesker is, but he's one of the star stations with Umbrella, being played by Tom Hopper, a.k.a. Luther in the Umbrella Academy. Mm. So. Like, interesting choice for a cast. I don't know if I agree with it, but at the same time, I really can't say much about it until I actually see the movie, because I am excited that, you know, they're going off of the video games. Yeah. And, um, with the cast, you can't... Like, it's really hard to tell when you haven't seen them act as that character before. Or in something of that premises. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want to say anything about it because it would be like with people with... <laughs> it would be like people with Robert Patterson in the role as Batman. Yeah. I I agree. I I can't really... Um, I'm gonna move this so it doesn't get knocked off. But yeah, just can't really say. Uh, but yeah, much. I yeah, I can't really say anything because I mean, even I I know like as an actress, what it kind of feels like when you are going into a role and someone says the, I don't really see it. You know, I have mm-hmm. had people say that to me before, where they're like, I don't think they're gonna do that really well. And then I go on, and I do it, and then later on, they're like, okay, that worked. I don't know how it worked, but it worked. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, sucks to suck. (laughs) So, yeah, that's just my little spew in for the people who want to know. It is being, um, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City is going into theaters going to be strictly in theaters November 24th, 2021. So it's coming up. 
more than likely by the time this episode actually comes out, it'll be coming out soon. So yeah, yeah. that's just my little spew beforehand of what we're going to talk about. And hey, I kept it under 30 minutes! Whoa! <coughs> what? I'm amazed. Right? I could have gone longer, but I digress yeah. with it. I'll, so that's what you're going to be talking about today? Well, no, that was just my little thing before. And what I'm going to be talking about today is um, the Final Destination movies. Oh, oh yeah, you told me that. I'm I'm an airhead. I'm dumb. It's okay. Um, but, I mean, I won't get into what I'm going to be talking about right now because I know that you want to get into your your stuff. But later on, I'm going to be talking probably about the um, origins of kind of like how horror stories, at least as far as novels go, mm-hmm. how they kind of came to be um, as like where they started and what kind of grew them into so what they are today. Yeah. I'm excited so for that. Yeah, I mean, I really only have, like, the beginning of it, but it is something that I could possibly, like, because, yes, it's kind of spooky season themed, but it's something that I could kind of elaborate on more later if I wanted to. Like, if we were talking about different kinds of books. Books in the future. Yeah, that way, because we've done movies, and and we're doing movies, and we've done video games, and we'll be doing more video games. And eventually we'll be talking about more books. And yeah, <coughs> books are my lifeblood. I could yes. read all day, every day. I have a book with me right now. So, you know, I'm telling myself right now that I cannot buy another book until I finish at least five of my books. I have a library of unread books in my room right now. I have no more <laughs> space to put them anywhere. <laughs> but if, but if the, the bookshelf in our room is full. Yeah, no. It's a smaller bookshelf, so. Yeah, I I have an entire full-size bookshelf that's full. A bookshelf up, two bookshelves up by my bed that are probably holding about ten books each. Mm-hmm. Two piles of books at the end of my bed that are stacked halfway up my wall. <laughs> and then I have my entire coffee table underneath my bed, because I have a loft bed. Um, sitting there, halfways covered with books, and there's still books like strewn around mm-hmm. in other places. So yeah, I have a I have a lot. <laughs> anyway, I want you get into your thing. Okay, as Jane is spinning me, good dog. And bowling over to play. <laughs> so these, the Final Destination movies. So many people know them. They created the fear of no longer driving behind a big rig truck with logs attached to it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I will no. never drive behind one anymore, but these movies explain why. They really set fear into people because it's it's a horror slash thriller of pretty much just people escaping death and then death coming back to get them just like no you cheated my plan that's not how this goes Mm -hmm. um no 
Yeah, no. You escape death, it comes back for you in a worse way. <laughs> yep. So, the Final Destination movies, the original one came out in 2000. Oh. So, it is 21 years old. Uh, that's only two years older than me. <laughs> Child. Yeah. Child. That's not saying much for me, though. But, uh -huh. <laughs> anyways. Um... It's only because, you know, it's four years older. Four years younger than me, so. Yeah. But, anyways. So, the original idea for the Final Destination movies was actually an idea for the X-Files television show. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the direct... They got a hold of that idea and just turned it into a franchise. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, the Final Destination movies consist of five movies. They're all in the same universe, although I feel like the Final Destination, which is the fourth movie, doesn't completely connect to the other ones, other than the fact of an accident. Oh, yeah. A major accident. So, all of the movies start out, you know, they're... Pretty much doing something. A lot of it is a trip. They're having some kind of fun, something like that. And an accident happens. And then it cuts back to one of the characters. Yeah. <coughs> just to find out that it was pretty much a premonition. It's like they saw it happen before it actually happened. Yeah. And with that, they were able to... They had a whole big freak out and were able to save a few other people along with it. Yeah. But after they got saved, they one by one started dying. Mm hmm Just in a horrific way. Actually, within the same order that they would have originally died. Except for the second one. Oh. Yeah. So the first one is a group of high schoolers are going on a trip to Paris. Okay. Yeah, a school trip. I want to go on a school trip to Paris. I mean, I know I know one of the theater departments at one of the high schools here does a huge fundraiser for they do it like every 4 or 5 years. Mm -hmm. But the kids do a fundraiser, and they go on a trip to Italy. Oh, that is so cool. <coughs> yeah, the things I missed out on being a homeschooler. <laughs> but I got a lot of other cool things. Like, I got to sleep in until 12 o'clock, you know. Yeah. Haha. -ha. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, and... when. Yeah. 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 In there, in general. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it's Todd who has... Howard? Huh? What? From Bethesda? No. Not Todd Howard from Bethesda? No. He's not going to make video games for us? Mm, I don't know. Maybe pay, make enough money for a game that was half-baked? I don't think so. But no, it's not Todd, it's Alex. Um... Boards a plane. 
with the rest of his classmates and everything. It's flight 180. Oh, no. And a lot of people remember that. Those things are sort of brought up in the later movies and whatnot. But, yeah, he has a premonition that the plane is going to crash. And then he freaks out and gets a group of the people off of the plane. And they slowly die one by one in horrific ways. <clears throat> like, I feel like some of them in at least the first two movies, mm -hmm. I feel like some of the deaths could have been prevented and happened because they were extremely paranoid. Uh, yeah. That, I feel like that happens a lot sometimes where, like, characters get overly paranoid and that ends up being what kills them. Yeah. Like... They're just extremely paranoid trying to stop all of this and doing all of this stuff to go out of their way instead of living a regular life. And that's initially what ends up killing them. Except for, of course, the first person that dies. Mm -hmm. That's sort of what brings it about and makes it come to their attention that, oh, this is actually happening. <clears throat> and... So, yeah, things go by, and three of them in the end survive, and they end up actually going to Paris. We survived. Paris. We survived to slaughter. Let's go to Paris. We survived to slaughter initially from a plane crash that was going to ha that happened when we were supposed to head to Paris. Let's go to Paris. Yeah, we yeah. escaped death. You guys want to go... And death finds them. They find out, you know, you could intervene in someone's death and it'll initially skip them. Yeah. But it won't stop until they're all dead. Hmm. So, yeah. The movie technically ends with only two of them still being alive. Oh. The, yeah. The second movie, which brought up a big fear for everyone of driving behind a big rig truck with logs attached to it. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a group of friends. They were going pretty much just on a trip, whatever, and they're on the highway, and the big rig truck with the logs. No copyright on this. If you're going my way. No! chains that were holding the logs together initially snapped and caused a pileup on the interstate um. and of course the original mom um the girl who was driving she had that premonition and she was able to stop it she pretty much held back traffic just like and there was a police car there and it's like no you need to stop this there's going to be an accident and she's just freaking out, and lo and behold, there goes the accident. But the difference with this one is, they died in reverse order. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, in her premonition, her and her friends were the last to die. But in real life, her friends were the first ones to die, because a semi was 
clearly not paying attention and rammed her friends her car with her friends in it she was able to survive and then it goes in reverse order and what you find out is that the events that happened after like the stuff that ran in with the um people that originally died in the first one mm -hmm. was connected to the people who died in the people who survived and then died in the second one yeah like those people had already cheated death once interesting because of the events that unfolded in the first movie oh yeah so like something happened to where either they were pulled the cop was pulled away to a another scene and if he went to the original scene with his partner he would have died in the shootout oh. and then or people got distracted or um a person was on the way to an event but their bus ran into someone and that's one of the people that died in the first one. Oh, interesting so death was pretty much tying up loose ends so yeah that is why they were going in reverse oh okay and it put in there that you know the only way you can cheat death is with new life and the way she found out mm -hmm. figured with that was she had to die and then come back to life and then the chain would be broken interesting which is what happened she initially ran a ambulance into the lake she drowned and she was gone for a bit but they were able to restart her heart and brought her back mm -hmm. so it was initial the of course the main character and the cop were the two that survived okay um also uh clear from the first movie mm -hmm. who was one of the two survivors her and alex she ended up being in the second movie because they're just like oh this has happened before you were able to beat it help me that's also where you find out that um alex was killed by a falling brick yeah <laughs> so he was dead ouch she ended up dying in the second one so mm -hmm. pretty much everyone who survived in the first movie is now dead oh sad hey people die from coconuts all the year yeah but i feel like if it was more commonplace for people to harvest bricks from buildings then it would be more commonplace than coconuts but no yeah dying <coughs> from a brick yeah that's 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 sad <coughs> a stray brick yeah so yeah that um, is what is it home alone like <laughs> I know they survived. Yeah, I was gonna say they had like, what was it like five or six bricks hit them right in the face? Yep. <laughs> Their and faces. then paint cans as well. Oh, and yet they survived. But that's because it's a comedy movie. Yeah, it, it you don't really want to kill someone off in a kids comedy movie. Unfortunately, they do it though. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. but yeah, so. And then the third one comes around. The third one was interesting because they also created an interactive version of it. The mm -hmm. third one is the one that involved the... It was a 
seniors and everything, their fun night and whatever, and they were at a theme park. Oh, no. Oh, no, theme park. Uh -uh. So, the third one is the one that involved the roller coaster. Mm. And they semi- look back and see uh, um mention the highway crash yeah and the whole sign the highway the sign on the highway and everything showed 180 and she's like 180 a sign year prior this episode's just gonna be two hours long just because of <laughs> the intro. Well, only, we're only at 30 minutes now. Yeah. And that's not including the time that's gonna get edited out because we have bloopers. Deal with it. Yeah. No, the bloopers actually stay in. I yeah. know this because I listen to the episodes. Yeah, they, most of them do. But yeah, she's just like, see the sign 180 a year prior. A group of high school students were on flight 180 and their flight blew up. So, she used the whole thing of images showing premonitions, mm-hmm. in a way. You know, one of the most famous ones is the one of Abraham Lincoln. And that, the picture where it cracked and caused a permanent line in this photo, and it was right where he had gotten shot. Oh, wow. Or a picture from... 9-11, where before the towers were hit and everything, there was just a shadow of a plane and oh, everything yeah. like that. So, they were looking at photos, the photos, to pretty much see, like, how they would initially die. Mm-hmm. But, again, this was also, this movie was also turned into, you could choose either the regular movie or you could choose the interactive movie. Interesting. To where one determined like where two people sat like if the boyfriend had actually sat with this girl he would survive and then apparently he would just become very obsessive after the fact and eventually end up in a mental institute with a restraining order against him because you know it's like oh she was right and she saved me and everything i must protect her at all cost Mm -hmm. like very obsessive with it and that w- that pretty much would have ended the movie. Yeah. But then you also had going around and one of them, they're in a drive-thru trying to figure out, you know, the pictures of, like, how the next person died. And, um, like, it was, they got trapped and they just wanted, because one of the trucks had lost controls like the brakes failed and it was rolling down the highway and it was coming right at them mm-hmm. and it would have killed them and they're just like okay we need to escape the person in front of us needs to pull up so they honk at him and he just flips him off and everything ends up that person was one of the people that had gotten off the roller coaster and survived initially but they had the option of you know do you honk again yes or no and if you do then you finally get his attention and causes him to cheat death and he just becomes this weird movie guy and everything and Mm -hmm. like he was a creep to begin with yeah but yeah all of that that was initially the (coughs) i find
find I find the interactive movie thing of quite interesting. Yeah. I've never really heard of that, but I mean I've seen like stuff similar to it, but I haven't actually. I'll, I'll have to check this out because it yeah. sounds cool. So yeah, the the way that these people, the order that these people had died, was the order of where they were sitting mm-hmm. on the roller coaster. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And of course, uh, one of the girls, she was pretty much like the yearbook editor, so she was taking photos the whole mm-hmm. night, and that's how she got the photos of what pretty much showed the premonition of how everyone was going to die. Mm-hmm. And that goes about everything's fine. And it was kind of hilarious because what this movie did that showed, hey, death is coming for you, they played a song. Oh. Yeah. So if you heard that song, something was going to happen. Interesting. But yeah, they go about, you know, they're in college now, and they end up meeting up. They, like, the girl, her sister, and her boyfriend's best friend, they all end up running into each other on a subway. Because, you know, they were the ones that survived. Mm-hmm. And see... Before they got on the subway, and this thing isn't extremely canon because it was just shown in the interactive movie, but it showed a newspaper that showed the two people that originally survived in the second movie, you know, the girl and the cop. Mm-hmm. Malfunction wood chipper. Oh. Oh, no. That's a horrible way to die. No, 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 no. I feel like I've heard of that scene. Oh, you no. They didn't actually like show the wood chipper and everything. It was just... Tucker and Dale versus Evil. There's a scene where one of the teenage kids goes to attack the hillbillies and instead jumps into a wood chipper head first. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, they didn't actually show the death. It just showed a newspaper. But I... Part of me is just like, no, I don't want to say it's canon because it's just an interactive one. They were such a cute couple and I want them to actually be alive because no one else is alive. Like, no one in those movies survived. If it doesn't happen in that movie, it it shows it somehow in the next movie. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hi, Blake. Hi. Blake. Hug. Blake. But, uh, no. Oh, that, I, okay, so I don't have irrational fears, but that's one of those inst- instances where I would just avoid being around any wood chippers. I'd rather go just about any other way. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> for, like, th- like, two of the girls in the th- third one initially died because they got stuck in a tanning bed, and the controls panel got it's the overheated scene in all of the final destination movies mm-hmm. because the board that ha- that falls on the tanning beds in order to, for them to be locked in mm-hmm. is literally so plainly poorly actually put on there that they could have just pushed it off yeah and gotten out but they yeah. didn't they just kind of lightly tap on the inside of the tanning bed and freak out it's like <laughs> because again, their things down? get in there, they're freaking out. But yeah, so 
they pretty much burn alive. So, so many that's people with that were just like, I'm not using tanning beds. I, I don't know <coughs> if I could use, this sounds like, I, okay, I love horror. I love thrillers. I love all of them. But sometimes, these sound like, an, this sounds like another series that I'd just be sitting there like, oh, oh no, mm-mm, cringe. <laughs> oh, because it sounds great, but it also sounds horrifying, which is kind of the whole point of horror. Yeah. I mean, with the third one, at least, like, I mean, one thing set into motion where it initially went over just, like, um, yeah, maybe it could have been prevented, but with all of the stuff that happened, honestly... And especially because, you know, they were just slowly trying to figure it out and then casually let people know. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, maybe watch out for this stuff. And they really just didn't listen, and it was on their own whatever they were doing, which is how they died. So, wow. yeah. So, yeah. But no, at the end, uh, the three... Um, the three of them are in the subway, mm-hmm. and she hears the song. Oh, one no. of the subway players was, one of the guys with the guitar on the subway was playing it. Oh, no. And so she starts freaking out, seeing all of these signs and everything. She just looks at her sister, and her sister's just like, not again. Yeah. <laughs> they freak out, and what had happened was a guy dropped a candy bar down onto the tracks mm-hmm. and it was it conveniently landed right by one of the wires and a rat was chewing on the candy bars and ended up chewing the wire which changed the track which caused the subway to crash so they die oh wow so yeah again everyone dies so far in all of the movies, the survivors do not survive because death finds a way. Yeah. You can't cheat death. It comes back at you. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, fourth one, like the other ones have the numbers. The fourth one is just called The Final Destination. And then the fifth one is called Final Destination 5. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why, but whatever. The fourth one is the racetrack one. Mm-hmm. Which, a group of friends, they go to a racetrack pretty much just to watch it and whatever. And, oh my god. Um, it was one of the crews at the pit stop. For some reason, they put a screwdriver into one of the slots of the race car. Mm-hmm. And wasn't quick enough to grab it out before the car drove off so it got onto the racetrack and one of the cars ran over it and caused a huge crash Mm -hmm. which initially like broke the cage like honestly they need something stronger than just a freaking fence at a racetrack to try and prevent it yeah but no, so that happens, causes the crash. So many people die because the the building pretty much just, like, caves in in a lot of people. Yeah. So, 
that happens, comes back, it was a premonition, the guy freaks out and gets out. Mm-hmm. And so, <coughs> so yeah, that was that one. And this was one where initially the guy was seeing like snippets of things that pretty much went together of how the people end up dying. Yeah. One of the characters you're, you're, like some people you're like, oh, you're rooting for them to hopefully survive. One of the guys in this movie, you're just like, no, I'm happy he died. Yeah. He was a racist redneck. Oh. He ends up going to the yard of the security guard who survived. Like, the security guard wouldn't let him back in mm-hmm. because the guy was like, I need to save my, my wife's in there. But, I mean, the guy told his wife very rudely to, you know, stay in there. Mm-hmm. And so he survived. She didn't. He blames the security guard. Mm-hmm. And the security guard was African-American. Yeah. So this racist prick goes to the security guard's house and was going to put a burning cross on his lawn. Oh. But the dude has a tow truck. Mm-hmm. The chain ends up releasing and catching onto his leg. Oh. And then his car starts driving. And so he pretty much gets drugged behind <laughs> his car. Ends up catching on fire because, you know, he had the, the um, fluid to light stuff on fire. Ended up getting on him and the chain caused sparks and it caused him to catch on fire. Ooh. I was happy with that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that's brutal, but. Which he deserved, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you were going to do that. That's no the other ones this was one movie where really like one of them they were able to prevent her death because she pretty much like this girl had a sunroof on her car Mm -hmm. and you know she was taking her car to a washer the car wash yeah. <laughs> put it in a washer. Washer. Yeah, we're just put it in a washer. Put in our pants and put in our shirts. And put and in your car. And put in the car. <laughs> and the car goes beep beep. <laughs> so yeah, she goes through the car wash, but her sunroof malfunctions. Yeah. She was able to get it closed at first, but, you know... While she's in the car wash, it starts opening up. And the fuses in the car wash malfunctioned, so her car was stuck. Mm -hmm. So her car and one of the pipes end up blowing, so all this water is just going into her car. Oh, no. Ow. Sunroof. Her sunroof malfunctions. It wouldn't close. Because it, it's a crappy car. Open the car door. She couldn't because she was, it was one of those smaller car washes and it had those, you know, those big rolly things. So she wasn't able to open up her car. It's a loud sunroof. Break window. She tried, but then the sunroof started functioning again and locked her head in. 
what? This movie thought of everything yeah, <laughs> with I feel this like scene. There, were other there probably middle. were. Um, it's a little hard to break the. Well, here's the thing: is she was being she was blocked in on all sides. Okay. So there, and you know, with things, the pipes and the machinery holding her into place, she couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. Her friends along with the security guard, um, you know, they were able to actually find her because originally they tried call it, they called her, it was just like, no, I'm going through the car wash, I'll call you back. Mm-hmm. So they were able to find the car wash through a process of elimination of where she was originally and which one was closest. They found her and were able to get her out in time. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Her other friend, though, their other friend, who is at, like, a country club, a swimming pool country club. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, wait, we're not. Pretty much got pulled inside out through the pool drain. Mm. Like, he lost his lucky coin. Um, Well, initially, okay. A kid, a little kid was messing with him, spraying him with a water gun. He stole the water gun away from him. Over what he probably thought was a fence. No, it was where the control valve was for to actually drain the pool. He thought it was a fence? No, it was I, Theo. Yeah, it was I, Jeff. <laughs> so the water got wrong. wrong by a lot. So the water gun had hit the switch to drain the pool. And it was pretty much going into overdrive. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because, you know, the pool was full, so a lot of things were being sucked into it. Uh-huh. He initially also loses his lucky coin, goes in, dives in to try and find it, ends up being caught by the um, pool drain, gets pulled in, and there was just so much pressure being added into it. It pretty much ripped his insides out through his butt. (laughs) So his friend gets to the pool just for the valve to blow up and all of his guts go flying everywhere. So they saved one friend, but not him. Give me me a minute (laughs) to process, please. What? (laughs) Yeah. Part of me wants to look up the... The one where he gets caught onto the pool drain. Oh, yeah, that's based off of an actual guy who died that way, though. That's terrifying. It sounds painful, too. Yeah, you think? Like, there there was a guy who actually died that way. Yeah, that's terrible. (laughs) The the drain at the bottom of the hot tub, that's what it was, created, like, a perfect seal with his... Uh-huh. And uh, just everything out. Oh. That's the other thing with these movies is with a lot of these deaths, you know, of course, because, you know, you freak out so you don't completely faint, which honestly also goes back to the, the Saw movies of you can survive this. But you're freaking out so much that you don't. Mm-hmm. So you don't. 
but yeah, a lot of the stuff in these movies can actually happen. Mm-hmm. That, that's, I think that's what mainly makes them scary, is this stuff can happen. Yeah. But yeah, so they escape, so it's the one girl that survived, um, the security guard, and the boyfriend and girlfriend and everything. And so they're out. Like, the security guard originally tried everything to sort of end his life because mm-hmm. he's just like, there's nothing else for me. But it wasn't his turn to die, so yeah. nothing worked. Because that was the other thing, was if it wasn't your turn, whatever you do, you're still going to be alive. Mm-hmm. So, until it's actually your turn, you're fine. But once it's your turn, because again, they thought it was all over. But then the guy has a vision again. Mm-hmm. I'm curious where these <coughs> premonitions are coming from. It can happen almost anywhere. Like, for some people, it's, Didn't you know. sending out brain Snapchats. Yeah. Signals coming by. Yeah. Oh, you cheated it? Now you gotta die. Yeah. But no, it, for some people, it's, you know, a gut feeling. Maybe it's a dream that they have something like that but Mm -hmm. for a lot of people it's mainly that gut feeling of something's gonna happen Mm -hmm. but yeah so those people survive he ends up having another premonition with all of this stuff and right after he has that security guard gets hit by an ambulance oh ironically yeah because they again they thought it was over until he realized that one other person on that racetrack was supposed to die but got out well he didn't get out he was just severely injured so they were pretty much going to the hospital to make sure he didn't die Hmm. but no it was you know one of the patients was getting like a sponge bath or whatever yeah in a big freaking tub and the nurse ended up not turning the water off, mm-hmm. so the tub overflowed, and pretty much <sighs> the tub ended up falling through the roof and landing on the guy that was severely injured, uh-huh. which put everything back into motion again. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the security guard gets hit by the ambulance, but then his girlfriend and her friend, they go... They're going to a movie, which they originally wanted to be at in the first place instead of the racetrack. So, yeah, they go to the movie, and, again, he sees this premonition of everything happening. Mm-hmm. Part of the mall or the building where the movie theater was in was under construction. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole light flare thing sort of, like, um sunlight under a magnifying glass Mm -hmm. can actually burn stuff end up catching this sawdust on fire and reached his way to a lot of these exploding tubes and whatever so and they did this in a good way the final destination movie was the one three d okay movies so things were extra but, so yeah, the movie that they were initially at was 
3D, and in one of the scenes, a bomb goes off. And they timed it perfectly with this movie. So when the bomb went off in the movie, the bomb in the other room went off and caused a major explosion. Oh dear. Killing those people. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, it went through. And, um, you know, their friend had initially died in the blast. The uh, girlfriend got caught in an escalator. The escalator was broken. Mm-hmm. And those turning things, her mm-hmm. foot got caught and drug her in. Turns out that was also a premonition. So he was actually able to go and stop the fire. Mm-hmm. Which saved them. They meet up with uh, a coffee shop, which is like, oh, we cheated death. Yay, we're not dead. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Another thing starts seeing signs. Semi-truck goes crazy, rams into the coffee shop, killing all of them. Going up <coughs> the ramps on <laughs> crazy train. Yeah. So, yeah. Four movies. Everyone from even the past ones are dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now we get to Final Destination 5. This one was interesting because no one actually saw this coming. They gave no clue of what it was. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that special surprise once we get to the end. Okay. So it was initially a work group was going on a retreat. And they're in this big bus and they're going across a... Um, big drawbridge mm-hmm. that was under construction and there was just major wind and everything the drawbridge ends up completely breaking and falling apart mm-hmm. killing everyone except for some reason because normally the person in the premonitions is the one that's either the last to die Mm-hmm. Or doesn't die. It wasn't that way for this one. No. Yeah. The dude's initial girlfriend was the one that survived. His premonition ended when he died. Hmm. So, yeah. He was able to get off, saved quite a bit of people. And again, they start dying in the order that they were originally supposed to die. Mm-hmm. And then what they find out from The Undertaker who is, of course, in all of the movies. That's the one person who's in all of the movies is The Undertaker. Yeah. Same person. Um, It's like, if you take, in a weird cryptic way, he's just like, if you take someone's life, you get the rest of theirs. Mm-hmm. So, again, the first people start dying normally. One was, she was a gymnast. It was her last practice. Um... It was just a series of events, like a screw landed on the balance beam. One of the girls ends up getting the screw in her foot, falls off, hits the dust thing. The fans are on, dust flies into the girl who's on, what are they? Uh, the, the poles? Yeah, the poles. I, I don't think that's what they're actually called, but I do know what you're talking about. The, yeah. The, not beams, the... The, the two ones. The thingies. Yeah. The monkey bar kind of thingies. Not the monkey bars, not monkey but, bars the, but the other ones where it's yeah. two of them and yeah. whatnot. There's the taller one and the shorter one. Yeah. But yeah, so she ends up, the dust gets blown into her face. 
she uh, um, loses grip and falls in just a tragic way, killing her. Mm. One of the guys who was honestly just pretty much a creep mm-hmm. thought he was a ladies' man. Um, gets one of the things, and it was like I took it to a, a massage place. Um, like an oriental massage place. You get a random ticket to a massage place. No, Do he, you accept? He, he stole it from one of his co-workers that died. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> He's just like, I feel like they would want me to have this. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. He goes there and um, ends up getting some acupuncture. But one of the candles that was initially lit um, caught something on fire. So, you know, he's struggling because, you know, all of the acupunctures are in him. Eventually falls off the table. That's mm-hmm. not what kills him. The bump set into motion, one of the Buddha statues end up falling and crushing his head. Oh, no. Yeah. One of the other guys worked at a factory. Um... He pretty much saw that something was going to happen and was trying to get his co-worker out of the way and end up accidentally pushing him yeah. and caused a hook to just impale his head. Oh, no. So initially, like, by accident, he took his life and got the rest of his. Oh, okay. And then for his... The guy and his girlfriend, they had decided that he had decided that he was going to take up the job as a chef in Paris. Oh, fun. But Paris, oh no. Like, a job in Paris. It's like Paris. Nothing ever good happens with that. But his friend's pretty much going berserk. Just like, okay, in this premonition, how is it that I have to die, but she gets to live? So, you know, this whole fiasco goes out and he ends up killing his friend because, you know, he was trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So they get up, go on the plane. Here's where the thing comes in. Oh, no. They're on the plane and they just see... This fight break out on the plane. Mm-hmm. Gets pulled off the plane. <coughs> okay. Okay. And then we get a glance at their ticket. Oh no. Two thousand. Flight one eighty. Oh no. Yeah. This movie's a prequel to the oh. first movie. You do not figure that out until the end. No one saw it coming. Oh, that's so cool. So, yeah, they overhear it. The stewardess is just like, no, this guy had a premonition and whatnot. And they start freaking out. And, of course, the plane blows up. Oh, wow. So it came full circle. Full circle. Oh. They're thinking of making another one. Because, okay, so this, the final destination, of course, five movies, two video games and nine books initially throughout all of them oh fun so in light of that i'm 
going to um, share some stories of actual Final Destinations. Oh no. That happened in real life. Oh no. Okay. So we have the real life Final Destinations. So these characters are way creepier than mm -hmm. the movies. <clears throat> okay. So, on June 24, 2011, a woman from Russia complained about chest pains to her husband. Later, a local doctor had pronounced the woman dead. While friends and family gathered to mourn at the woman's funeral, the casket suddenly flew open only to reveal she was still alive. As the woman screamed in horror in front of everyone, she collapsed 12 minutes later and died of a heart attack due to shock. Oh, wow. Okay, but how much longer was the funeral after she was pronounced dead? Yeah. Like, she must have been in a mini coma. She must have? That's the only explanation. But how do you say that someone's dead? Like, okay. How do you not realize that there's still... You know, there, there's ways to tell. Yeah. Like, especially depending on how long it was after they pronounced her dead, the funeral was. Once she starts not being cold. And the fact that they have to go through this process when setting people up for a funeral. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's that. Yeah. So, in 2007, a father and his daughter from Texas survived a plane crash after their homemade aircraft caught on fire. In 2011, four years after the incident, they lost their lives in a plane crash nonetheless. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it, isn't it ironic? Yup. <laughs> <coughs> okay, so 21-year-old college student helped her um, fellow classmates sell tickets to an event at a famous local club called Kiss nightclub. The same night when she was getting ready to go to the event, her boyfriend begged her not to go. On January 13, 2013, the news broke that the club had caught fire due to the band's pyro... Pyrotechnics? Yeah. Why shouldn't I say that? No, that's okay. So yeah, uh, 238 people were killed that night. Um, some of them due to toxic fumes, while others were crushed trying to escape. Aww. Um, her and her boyfriend were lucky to be alive, um, thanks to her boyfriend's so-called guardian angel. Five yeah. days later, she was picking up her boyfriend from work when their Volkswagen collided head-on with a truck, killing them instantly. Oh. The following day, he would have turned 21. Oh no. Yep. That's incredibly sad though. Yeah. It's like, oh, it came back to you though. Sadly. Yeah. Okay. So on September 11th, 2001, when the World Trade Center suffered the terrible terrorist attacks, a few people were lucky enough to make it out alive. One of them, um, who at the time was working inside a restaurant in the ground floor. Two months later, um, she sent her mother and two kids to her native Dominican Republic 
She would join them two weeks later. Tragically, she was aboard Flight 589, the same one that crashed into the New York boroughs of Queens on November 12th. Oh, wow. In which all the passengers were killed. So she survived that plane, but then died on another. Yeah. <coughs> I think, okay, but I think, what are you doing, Dorothy? She's just playing with oh, her toy. Oh, with the toy. I was just like, okay, I personally, if it was me, if I almost died in a plane crash, I would not be like, hey, let's go on another plane. Yeah. Like, mm. Okay. So, one of the girls, um, one girl was one of the 12 unfortunate souls who lost their lives during the famous Dark Knight Rises movie theater massacre oh. in Aurora, Colorado. The younger redheaded sportscaster slash blogger from Texas, who had previously survived the Eaton Center mall shooting in Toronto, which left one person dead and several wounded. She decided to go outside and take a fresh breath of air instead of grabbing sushi at the time. If no not, she would have ended up right in the line of fire. So, she left a mall to go outside, left the food court to go outside. A shooting happens, and then a month later, she dies in the shooting at the Dark Knight Rises. Okay, so that kind of hits a personal note for me. I I remember lived, that. I lived like three blocks away from that movie theater. Yeah. I went to time. that movie theater all the time. I we had planned to go to that movie theater that night for a different movie. But for, like, the Minions, it was a new Minions movie, I think. It, yeah. It was a, there was a different movie going on. We had planned to go to that, but we chose not to for, I, I, I don't remember why. My parents just decided that they weren't going to. And so, that's kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, uh. <coughs> But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's scary. Yeah. That poor woman. So, this other one, which, this one's definitely interesting. Like, there are tons of others, but I'll just do one more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on July 6, 2013, Flight 214 crashed at San Francisco International Airport. While people were running amok in the midst of the panic, trying to get passengers free from their seats and helping others, firefighters who were arriving at the scene were dousing the aircraft with fire-retarding foam in order to control the engulfing flames. No one knows exactly how this 16-year-old came to be lying on the ground just 30 feet away, but she managed to get away covered completely with foam, making her invisible to the eye, and suddenly a fire truck. Unaware that someone was there, the fire truck um, backed up, killing her and her classmate. In a tragic turn of events, they were the only victims of the accident. The other 305 passengers survived. That's sad. Yep. So that's Final Destination and a few real life 
Final Destination. And I think that's initially why those movies scare people so much. Because it can actually happen. So I'm going to go to my house now and pad all of my walls and mm. get rid of all of my things. <laughs> Nothing sharp. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Yeah. So what do you have for us? I have stuff, I think... Okay, so this is going to be really sloppy. It's not going to be nearly as long as Ashley's because mine is... One thing as compared to another series. Yeah. You, like, I feel like you always do a series. I should find a series to talk about, too. One of well, I mean, guys. I'm also big with horror, and it helps that like I either watched or played all of those stuff, so it's yeah. easier. Yeah, but I'll, 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 I'll get there. So I was looking at a few other ones. Or a few, but I was looking at a few things. So, but I'm mostly going to talk about, so the way that... Oh, I forgot one thing. Oh. Never mind. Did, did I'm not talking at all. Ashley. No, it's just a quick thing I forgot to mention. Um, in, in that last Final Destination movie, the guy who accidentally killed his co-worker, mm-hmm. turns out his co-worker had this big, like, brain aneurysm, so he would have died anyways. Mm-hmm. So, the dude was at a bar, and a piece from the plane yeah. had crashed into the bar, killing him. So, yeah, everyone died. Everybody died! Yep. Anyways, continue. Okay. So, like I said, this is going to be really, really kind of sloppy, but, um, so I'm, I apologize in advance. I'll be more prepared next time. This time I'm going to have stuff written down. Yes, anyway. We will have a new series. Which we will decide yes, later. we will. Yeah. Um, so, uh... You th- when you think of horror, you usually end where it came from. Normally, people will tell you, you know, Edgar Allan Poe, mm-hmm. or they're like, oh, he was the father of horror, which he he had a very unique writing style, and I'll talk more about him in just a little bit, but he was not actually the father of horror. The um, person who really got horror to really start making an appearance as far as novels was uh, Horace Walpole. That's probably a terrible mispronunciation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mis- the mispro- Words Where are hard! They anyway. are. <laughs> anyway. Um, he wrote The Castle of Otranto, which is also probably a horrible mispronunciation. Mispronunciation! That's how there I'm... Know. There we go. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it was published in 1764 and is genu- and was generally regarded as the first gothic novel. Um, he, uh, he was the first one that really applied the word gothic into the subtitle of the novel, hmm. and which made it, you know, kind of more, you know, that's what kind of made it stand out, I guess, at least. Yeah. That's what it kind of seems like. Anyway, the plot of the story was that the castle, um, or the, the, the story tells of Manfred, the lord of the castle, and his family, 
This inexplicable event is particularly ominous in the light of ancient prophecy that the castle and lordship of Otranto should pass from the present family whenever the real owner should be grown too large to inhabit it. Inhabit it. Basically, at least from what I understand from that, is that um, it would it once the person who owns the castle becomes too powerful. It passes on to someone else. Oh, that's what it meant. I thought it meant, like, size-wise. Just, oh. like, what? Like, too big? Yeah, no. Like, too grown or whatever? Like, what size are we talking? <laughs> they need to stay gnome size, please. Yes. Um. All of the dwarfs stay in power forever. Yeah. Um, so... Um, that, that was really the first kind of the story that really kind of came out in, like, horror. And, I mean, there was ones before. Like, mm -hmm. we've got, um, Dante's Inferno and yeah. all of those. There, there are plenty of horror stories, but the ones that really, like, started the genre becoming a genre was this one. And then later on, in Hi. the 19th century, the author... Know? And quote unquote father of horror, Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. For his very unique and distinctive writing style, and Edgar Allan um, Poe, through his like Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, uh, that's bad. Edgar Allan Poe is like, yes, I love his stories, but he's extremely has an extremely controversial lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, this is also the same man who fell in love with his uh, own family. Younger 13 family years. members, not just once, but twice. His thir he married his 13-year-old niece. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm not talking about people's lifestyles here, because <laughs> I don't care. We're I talking about their works. Their works. We could sit here and talk about people's life stories all day long. But and we're not going to Yeah, but no. That's not what this podcast is about. Um... At least not right now. No. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he had a very gothic style, or unique style, and he demonstrated a variety of gothic elements, themes, and outcomes. Um, My favorite work of his is still The Raven. Yeah. I like, oh, what was it called? Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's been it's been a really long time. Like, what's it about? It's it's the one where he's at like a ball, and I think it's like the Red Plague or something like that. I don't, I can't remember what it's called. He's at so he's at this like dance, and this pr all these people are wearing masks, and um. Is it the one where he buries someone alive in a tomb? No, no. That one I do remember that one. Yeah, that one was a different one. Do you want to know all of my favorite Edgar Allan Poe stories? Because there's a couple. We don't Tell have Tale a... Telltale Heart is the one where he kills the old man and then... Buries him under buries, the floorboards. Buries him under, underground and then all he hears while the police are there is... Yeah, drives him to madness. The Raven is the one everyone knows where it's... At my door I heard a clapping, ever, ever clapping, that is asking forevermore. That's... Okay. Um, we do uh, have to continue, babe, because we're... Cask of Amontillado is the one where he convinces the guy at a party to follow him down the Yeah. And then he traps him in a wall. Yeah. 
I'm trying to remember the one. What what the? I'll find the name of yes. it. Yes. I will find it and then we're I'll be it. like. We're on a bit of. So he's. I, I was trying to explain. It. So he's at like this <coughs> dance at this party, in I think it's got. A, there's like they're celebrating something about a prince and it was something about a plague or there was people who were wearing masks and it was crazy. I can't remember what the name of it. Until was. he finds it though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and then there's, you know, there's the other, other writers and stuff, but, and I, like I said, I'll get, that, thank you, the mask of the red death, I was close, I said the red mask, (laughs) and you mentioned the death, I did, anyway, um, cancel, that was the, that was the wrong one, this, this is the one for you. Oh, good job, Hansel. Well, it's, an entire story. it's an entire story about uh, no- nobility pretending that the plague doesn't exist while the plague is slowly creeping through the park. Yeah. You yeah. mean like today? Yeah, kind of. It, it's, it's entirely, um, the metaphor is that it doesn't matter what your money is, how much money you have, you can't hide from a plague. Yeah. Um, yeah, people. <laughs> but yeah, that one was my favorite one. Uh, I have a lot of other favorite horror. I love to read. Yes. Uh, even though, even if I'm very bad at describing what I read, I love to read. Because we've read so many that the titles get intertwined. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, and then later on there came, there came more authors and more things, and I'll have to get more into it at a different time. I do want to study this more and then talk about it again. Mm-hmm. I feel bad that I can't bring more to the table, but... Because, uh, of just, course, some of the bigger names for horror today are, like, of course, Stephen King, R.L. Stein, H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. Oh, God. Don't get me started on H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraftian horror is probably one of my favorites. He will favorites. go on a rant oh, for no. I don't know how long about Cthulhu. Okay. <laughs> Not even Cthulhu, because I, I find Cthulhu to be incredibly overrated compared to a lot of the other other gods that are in Lovecraftian. You wanted me to get you something Cthulhu so bad a few because, years ago. Had, oh, no, yeah, absolutely. But I had no other way to explain it to you because you weren't familiar with Lovecraftian horror. So what am I going to do? Tell you, yeah, give me something based off of Nyarlathotep and watch as you sit there and go, who the fuck is that? But I know you know who Cthulhu is. Okay, guys, that is the end of our podcast. Uh <laughs> <laughs> We don't, we don't need the F word in the podcast, yeah. so those are fine. Yeah. It's an adult podcast. Technically. You call the- your community the nude community and you're worried <laughs> about me saying the F word. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what the button of explicit content is <laughs> Which I apparently never click. Oh, no. But, you know, it hasn't been flagged for explicit The, the dude's reaction. <laughs> oh, and by the way, for those of you listening, a lot of the times when you respond to an advertisement that we put out on uh, Facebook or anything like that, it'll automatically put you through <coughs> our messages, and we have an automated response to kind of be like, hey, how's it going? Yada, yada, yada. 
But apparently the message is, how can we help you? It's like, we're a podcast. Can you help us? It's not us directly messaging you, asking you to help us with anything or wanting to know what you want. I have, We had a, a gentleman who uh, responded to one of our ads or clicked on an ad or something like that and got sent to our message and immediately um, just uh, it said, how can we help you? And, and he was like, I, I need $500. And jokingly, because I tried to respond to a lot of our messages, I was like, hey, so do I, buddy. What else can we do for you? He goes, why did you send me this shit? I, I'm like, I didn't. This is an automated. It was an automated response. I was trying to have uh, have fun and see, you know, why you messaged us and all that stuff. And he goes, "Don't ever send me this again." I was like, "Okay." So it's like that's how Facebook ads work. Typically, they try to get you to message the podcast or something like that. So mm-hmm. just because honestly, it's like if it would have been sent a message to anyone who looked at it, then especially for our Patreon. It would have sent it to about 10,000 people. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's just how it works. Um, so if you interact with something like that, especially one of the promoted ones, mm-hmm. then of course you're going to get an automated message. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you have questions or suggestions for future content, feel free to message us. Yeah, we're of course open to that. Um, We of course just ask, you know, be respectful about it. Because, you know, it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Like, we of course still want to be nice, even if you're being snippy at us. But, (coughs) you know, sometimes it's a little difficult. But yeah, just be respectful we of course do appreciate you know if you're actually able to subscribe to our patreon we know at least at some point we're gonna get a t-shirt made for us because we do plan on doing a panel at black hills con with our with the podcast and that'll be a live recording right there Mm -hmm. that'll be fun very fun. So, yeah, maybe that'll help, you know, so people can see, you know, what the t-shirts look like, and maybe other people would want some, but of course, to do that, we need money, so um, any little bit helps. Mm-hmm. It'll help us get you guys more content and, and everything and, like that. Yeah, and hopefully it will get me to be like... I am not an idiot. I can get you content. <laughs> we can word for you. Yeah. I just, I, it's been a crazy week. I, I can't even explain. See, at least with, if it was writing, if it was just a regular blog, you could easily correct it before you post it. But once you say something on a podcast, then it's there. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to... And I don't edit it out. Yeah. No, he doesn't. I, I've noticed that. Like, I will actually go back and listen to us, and like, everything's on there. Yeah. 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 He, he just edits the sound and takes out the portion where, you know... The introductory sound. Stuff. Edited. So it's not just, like, 20 seconds of silence from us. 20. Or this. I would edit this out. 
Which portion? This portion. I was talking about what we edit out. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So the portion of editing will be edited out. <laughs> well, now it probably won't be. Once, once you become aware of it, it becomes stuck there. Now it's content. Yeah, now, yeah. It's, now it's content. I feel like eventually Chris will probably have Chris, like, probably after a few episodes have Chris, like, find snippets of his favorite parts or even have you guys pick out snippets of what you like best and we'll just create a funny moments episode. Yeah. Like, if we get Patreons and everything, we could have that as a Patreon exclusive. Patreon. Yeah. <clears throat> and then once we get Patreons, we might be doing a few more episodes. That way Patreons have exclusive episodes. Those would more than likely be mini episodes. Just when... Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, you're good. How uh, dare you! I was going I was going to say, when we do that, we might have to go back through the last episode, because I was realizing <coughs> you said, not this episode, but the last one, because mm -hmm. when you were describing the Saw movies, I swear, you said initially 50,000 times. So the episode <laughs> is just going to have me just saying initially. Ini initially, initially, initially. Initially, and I was just like... And he was just like, and I was just like, initially, and they were just like, initially, and I was just like, <laughs> so it's just going to be like, and I was ah! just like, literally just there we go. So that's what it's going to be. It's just going to have me being like, <laughs> and then whatever afterwards. <laughs> it's okay. I say like and um and sorry a lot. <laughs> It, it, but it, it it gets to be kind of uh, really funny because when she tells a story about an interaction between her and another person, I count in my head every time the number of times where, where she's talking about the two people talking. Yeah. And, and they were just like, and I was just like, and she was just like, and I was just like, and she was just like, and I was just like, and I was just like, and she was Yeah, it is hilarious. Oh, apparently I'm funny without even trying to be. Yeah. You're funny in a in not a, like a stand-up comedian kind of way, but in like a ironically. Oh, she's trying. That's gonna be my con. <laughs> my my stand-up comedy act is just me trying <laughs> three days a week. <laughs> and and now. And now, it, yes, um, yeah, that. So yes, so if you have any questions or suggestions, of course you can post it on our Facebook page, Nerds of the Night, or you can email us at nerdsofthenight42 at gmail.com. Anything helps for our Patreon, so we can get you exclusive episodes, comedy episodes, so pretty much just your favorite moments, even maybe even story time episodes. And you can go to our Patreon at Nerds of the Night. It might have a 42 in there. It might not, but the profile picture should be the same as the profile picture from our Facebook page. Yee. And we will be starting a new 
theme in this next episode. We will figure that out, but once we figure it out, we will post it on Facebook to let you guys know, and maybe you can suggest suggestions. So, yay. until next time, stay nutty, our friends. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Where were you for Halloween? I didn't ask. I was rude. I was rude. That's what I was.